everyone, Carl the producer here. So occasionally when I'm editing these episodes, I have to do a bit of detective work. Random noises, strange hums, you know, podcast stuff. Uh, Usually I'm able to figure out what it is and get rid of it, but there were a few things today that I would like to apologize for in advance. So first of all, for a period of time, there was some sort of loud machine making a slight hum that I was not able to get rid of without making the audio unlistenable. And at one point, I think someone was banging the table to make a point, and it sort of creates a loud thumping sound. So that being said, this is a great episode featuring Carrie Evelyn Harris and Super Producer Margaret on the third mic, uh, talking about telling your representatives to do stuff, which is wonderful and a good thing to do. So without further ado, please enjoy. Got a very special uh, episode. Number one, our friends back, Total Boss Queen Carrie Harris. Boss Queen. Also, <laughs> now that the third mic is up and running, Super Producer Margaret on the ones and twos will also be on the mic. What up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we're going to do is this. This very well be, may be the first uh, sort of premium episode. I think the plan is going to be to release them, you know, every so often, maybe once a month, maybe once every two months, but a real nice thing for people who maybe jump in, patron five bucks. Everything else will still be free, so you fucking freeloaders and losers and haters and scumbags. Or broke people, and f- I mean. And fashion. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, you always have to, she always gets me. I got to th- <laughs> worry about the working people, that's, you know, know my thing. I know. <laughs> Carrie's one of those people. Um, and I've told some stories before. Carrie is one of about four or five people who know me so well, like that my shtick, when I do that shtick, they can come in with something that's just like, they know that that's the thing that's going to end it. And, I, and then I just have to go, oh, why'd you go and say that? <laughs> but Carrie, yeah, my wife, uh, my buddy Andre, my buddy Ed, that's probably maybe four people. Oh, that's yeah. I'm, the cir- hate, I'm in the circle. I hate you guys. <laughs> so anyway... This is what we're going to do. Uh, I want to have kind of a casual conversation because I just want to recap in general terms a little um, a meeting that uh, Carrie and I and several others had with Lisa Blunt Rochester this week. Talk about like why we did it, what we're looking to do, and maybe just quickly talk about um, organizing and grassroots action just in general yes. and getting people maybe into it, how they can get into it, what it really means. Yes. Um, so first of all, um, you called me maybe three weeks ago, and you had set up a meeting at um, Lisa's office in Wilmington. And uh, yeah, t- how's that? How does that go? I mean, you have a little bit of pool, so you can kind of. How's that work? Well, we actually are in a representative democracy, so technically, could have fooled me. Anybody can contact their congressperson and set up a meeting. That's um, actually that's actually true. You yes. You don't always get a meeting with that actual person. It's usually a staffer, um, but you know, every so often you get lucky, and we got lucky this time. Um, and uh, the congresswoman was there to meet with us, and we got to change, share our stories. But um, it is—it takes a while. I, you know, you say I have pulled, but I've been working on that meeting since December. So, um, but things happened. We had a government shutdown. Um, we had some other turmoil happening in the. Um, 
in Congress. Um, then you have to deal with whether people are in their state or out of state and all of those things. But it was important to me to make sure that we had uh, Delawareans representing um, their communities in our state at her office so it was clear that we were concerned about uh, Medicare for all. Yeah, and that was the thing. It was really um, to, from a lot of different perspectives, really just try to impart to the representative that this is really, a, it's, an, it's, an, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. We have to do it. We can't go on this way. And, there's, and also that there's no benefit in not joining up. We know we have to go in this direction. So the benefit of, of, of playing politics with it or trying to appease some other sort of interest is just a waste of time. Right. And so it's very difficult to impart that, I, that idea. And um, as people know, Medicare for all is a big deal. I mean, universal health care in general. Um, and so let me tell you some of the things that are really important to me about this particular act, the Medicare for All Act of 2019 that was just recently launched. Um, you know, we, we know that Bernie has his bill in Senate, Senate Bill 1804, and it was great. It was, you know, it, it started us down the road. But this bill that uh, Congresswoman Jayapal put forward along with uh, Congresswoman Dingell, it is the most comprehensive bill we've ever seen, right? And you have to go high. If you go high, there's no negotiation room. We're going to include um, mental health care, vision, dental, long-term health care. They will take away premiums, deductibles, co-pays. It will make it so that, you know, there's this big thing, well, what about, can I keep my insurance and my doctor? Well. First of all, you're not going to need other insurance because everything is covered. Um, but if you want plastic surgery on something that wasn't caused by an accident, like a ball flying at your nose during a softball game, then you can have supplemental insurance. Um, currently, Medicare is, is, in the, is written in a way that our seniors aren't able to have insurance that gives them what Medicare gives them. It would be the same thing with Medicare for All. So if Medicare for All doesn't cover what you want covered, you can have insurance. But if it's covered, why would you want supplemental insurance, right? Yeah, I think people don't appreciate the, uh, the great cost savings of mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. to, a, to an individual person. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's something we have to sort of push, too. But let me get back to the meeting because yes. my view of sitting down with the, some of our activist comrades and the representative, she had her uh, staffer from Wilmington, and the staffer from D.C. was on the phone. I, I, I don't know whether, sometimes I don't know whether uh, it's effective at all, unless another six people or 12 people do it next week, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and every week. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like these, and you can tell, and I mean, they're politicians, that's fine. They, they sort of know how to negotiate that, that room. Mm -hmm. very, that's one thing that they, they can do, the good ones can do, right. is when they're getting these arguments, they just sort of thing, and then we shake hands and we leave. And, and we did get heated. I, I, I got, I mean, respectful, but I got heated. Uh, Jamie did as well. Mm -hmm. um, but she is able to sort of absorb that, and then I don't know what kind of impact this is made. Mm -hmm. But... The important thing is to get more people involved and to continue to do it. Yes. And so maybe you can talk about sort of grassroots organizing that you've been doing, not just for Medicare for All, but sort of across the board. Right. So two things. One, I, I want to address what you said about 
uh, the conversations and, and we can shake hands and keep moving. Uh, on that day, in that meeting, uh, Lisa Blunt Rochester did not sign on to the Medicare for All Act of 2019. However, she did say that she would work to have grassroots organizers um, and other people who are vying for Medicare, the Medicare for All Act of 2019 as part of the witness panel um, in the, the committee hearing that she is yep, a part of. Yep, that's that's huge. huge. That's almost bigger than her signing on. Why? Because that means the public hears our story. We were concerned that only um, insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies and, and lawyers that only have the interest of those two or the, um, the politician that is in the, the pockets of them um, would have a say-so. But now we might have a say-so. Now I say might because, as we know from my, my run, people will change with, you know, their rhetoric will move closer to the people, but then they don't necessarily sign on to the bills. But let's say this. This is where the pressure comes in. Um, but I can say, her state director who was at the meeting has called me, and we are going to sit down to figure out how to get the right witnesses, in my opinion, at that committee, right, at that meeting. And we need that. Um, but to go further, we can't do it alone. It's not going to be good enough if just the six of us show up. We have to knock on doors. We have to make phone calls. We have to put on forums to educate people, to put the pressure on, to show that Delawareans want Medicare for all. Delawareans are not okay with just expanding access. Delawareans understand that our hands are tied because we only have one insurance company here in the state, and our state legislatures cannot be um, that aggressive with putting in place measures that allow us to have more health care. Delawareans realize that regardless of living in the most wealthy neighborhoods or the most destitute, health care is a number one issue to be considered and we have to deal with it. Um, we are a prime ca candidate, candidate to have a universal health care system and to not have it and, not to, and for our congressional delegation not to support universal health care is a detriment to the entire state of Delaware and we need to show up. We need to post um, videos on Facebook and social media to put the pressure. We need to make sure we're putting podcasts out. We need to show up at the office. We have to show up at rallies. We need to send emails, sign petitions. It's not enough to complain. You have to show that you actually care. Otherwise, you and your family are going to be stuck in the same exact situation you are right now, if not worse, as we go forward. Now, Time and time again, you're going to hear, well, there's other options. Let's well, we got that, options. too. And I will yeah. say, and, and I'll say that that is, what you said is accurate. Mm -hmm. she, and, and actually, I didn't know, I mean, I, I understood it because she continued to sort of harp on, like, the committees that she got on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that's great. I mean, you can, and, and she did. She said, you know, I'm going to, I think you maybe have challenged her and yeah. got her to say, yes, you can come into the front of the committee and, and, and give your testimony and, and put it on the public record. Mm -hmm. So that is important. But if you're going to do that, <clears throat> what's the basis of her noncommittal to the bill, the Jive Hall's bill? That's what I want to know. Right. If you, if, if you, if you want to talk about, and she asked us point blank, would you consider any alternative? Uh, mm -hmm. Would you consider some incremental thing? And of course, we all said no. And I had follow-up questions, and one of them was, well, then why not? So who are you, what's the basis of you not, because the idea that it can't get done is not a basis not to say that that's what we should do. Mm -hmm. There has to be some other reason. So what is that reason? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We messed up. So the six of us sitting around the table messed up. You know why? We didn't go in there um, 
clearly knowing exactly what we wanted. We don't want it Medicare Act of 2019, but we brought up stories talking about Medicaid and all of these other things. So uh, naturally, it seemed like we would be okay with expanding Medicaid. We naturally, it sounded like we'd be okay if you lowered the age to 55 for Medicare. Um, naturally, we sounded like, well, we're okay as long as people can buy into the market. We, um, we had to, when she asked the question, we should have been prepared to say without question, without hesitation, yes, there is no exception. We want the Medicare for All Act of 2019. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, it, it, I, I do agree with yeah. that. We were like, because to be honest, it had gotten heated yes. between her and me a mm -hmm. bit. And then so we kind of dialed it back. And then it did get heated again when, when Jamie spoke. And so I felt like the other thing I wanted to do was uh, make sure that we walked out of there knowing that it was, it's going to be easy to book another one of those. Not mm -hmm. easy, but, okay, we did it. Now we're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. But if it would have gone sort of sideways, it w I'm always worried about, <laughs> and you text me, mm -hmm. like, today or yesterday, uh, like, yeah, let's talk about it. I'm like, oh, no, am I in trouble? You're like, you're not in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always think, like, <laughs> I, I, I know, like, I, I know everybody understands what I do and why I do it. Uh, and I know everybody's cool with it, and I'm, uh, you know, we're all in this together. But I don't want to. I, I can embarrass myself. I don't want to embarrass anybody. Else, <laughs> Got you. Know you. What I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, we could have, we did struggle. And, and again, I, I guess I'm saying this because I want to make sure we we spoke very sternly with her. A matter of fact, but you know, because she's able to work in a room, we check it, and we missed the opportunity maybe to be a little more in solidarity right. with a particular thing. Yeah, that's, that could be. And, and, that and you know what? Well, the good training. news is, the good news is, we'll do it when we get right. next time. And that's that comes from training. That comes from where you were, you were saying with the organizing. So we're constantly practicing the same message because we're knocking on doors and putting on forums. And so if we're hit, we're prepared, right? Um, and and so and we have to be ready for all of the questions. Well, how are we going to get there? You know, we're not going to pass this. We should ha uh, be. We have to be pushing other agendas. You can push more than one agenda at once, right? We know that. It happens all of the time. So can we fight for lower drug costs, as I mentioned in the thing? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you stop fighting for Medicare for all. Um, should we push for regulations of insurance companies? Absolutely. In the end, insurance companies will change as we know it. But uh, until we get to a Medicare for all system, we have to put some regulation in place. The, the problem is, um, you know, when I was running, I was constantly asked the same question, so you get really good at answering those same questions. It's the same thing with somebody who's in office. They know what's going to come, and so they know how to counter, uh, counter better. So we have to be that good. Yeah, and it's and it's it's funny that you said that because as you're speaking, I'm thinking about how the meeting went, things that she, that she said, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how we interacted, and and then some of your feedback. Now you know, sort of like, oh, okay, I know you're going to say this, and mm -hmm, I know you're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna say incrementalism and you're going to say the committees I'm on and you're going to say the other thing she said was like because I challenged her about King because mm -hmm. I saw it on the Edmund Pettus Bridge mm -hmm. and I said you know <coughs> we both understand why that's you know what the feelings that that gives us so do you want to serve a master or do you want to preserve the, the you know sort of the legacy of King because I, I don't think there's anybody here not you or the staff mm -hmm. or anybody that could say that could tell me that today, if he was alive, he wouldn't be signing off for Medicare for all. Everybody mm -hmm. knows that. Mm -hmm. He said as much in, his, in what he said and wrote. And so she got a little heated, and 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 through the discussion, she was like, "But 
You have to know what's in my heart and that I do my job this way. Mm -hmm. And my follow-up was going to be like, what is that then? So if you, are you feeling something in your heart you're not doing? And if that's so, why? Aren't, why? Yeah. Well, here's my thing. And, and I want to give her the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Um, and I'm going to use this as a learning experience or a teaching moment. Um, so when we have conversations and, and we are trying to, to persuade people to come to our side, uh, we have to be conscious of triggers, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, I think your argument might have been lost with questioning her intentions at that bridge, right? Because it was still sensitive to her. Well, and I did not question, and I, I actually went out of my way to tell her mm -hmm. that I believed that that was a genuine Mm -hmm. moment that mm -hmm. it, I, I said if I would have, and I think I said if I would have heard John Lewis p talking about putting his life on the line mm -hmm. at the same place where he did it mm -hmm. I, actually I'm starting to get I'm starting to cry right now yeah. so I I had and I made that clear to her that I, I completely thought that was genuine what I can't understand is how someone can understand that and have a genuine moment like that and then Monday go to the office and and not live that I mean it's and, and not w feel some sort of motivation to go and do it. Right. And, and, that's, and the, that's the disconnect that I don't understand. I that's, and it was an, and that's, I would hope that I asked the question at least a little bit, and some of it was, you know, she wanted to push back on me, which is perfectly fine. But I don't question her. I don't, I don't question the sincerity or the genuine reaction that I saw in the photo yeah. that I saw in the time. Not at all. And I, and I, I hope that I said that. Yeah. I'm saying it again because I, I do believe yeah. it. And well, we have to... We have to remember, we're all, we have to, again, to bring people to our side, we have to meet them where they are, right? And so for you and I, we might hear that and hear healthcare. You and I, we might hear to get babies out of cages, right? Maybe for her, um, it means criminal justice reform, and that's why she's pushing this clean slate bill, right? And so we have to find the way to work with fellow humans who have more power than us and say, okay, this is what I would have taken away and why, right? Yeah. And then continuously go back and continuously go back. Because let me tell you right now, there are going to be things that myself or Susan or somebody might come up and say, say, Rob, you need to do this. And you're like, that makes no sense. And we're going to have to tell you 20 times. And then finally you're like, oh, right? And it's this is that why you're on the list with Susan. <laughs> It's that consistency, and at the same time, if we don't come to you in a, in a way that you feel respected, in the way that you feel heard, you're gonna be like, I don't even wanna talk to you right now. I don't yeah. wanna talk to you ever. That's, a, that's um, We're dealing with fellow human beings, yeah. right? You, you answer, actually answered the question I had walking over here to meet you, yeah. is that, is there, is there a tact that you can do with that you are going to get through? Because my, my issue is if you don't, if you don't tell me why you're not doing it, that's a little shady. I agree with you. However, I, 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 I do believe what you just said, like you're dealing with yeah. another person. Yeah. The, as, long as, you, as long as you think, and again, it comes down to like, <clears throat> as long as you think that the person's acting in good faith, mm -hmm. then I think that works. Right. But... If you don't tell me why you're not, like you can tell me you're not doing it, and we can tell you why you should, but you're not really saying 
why you aren't. I agree, and that's again that was which our which which would right which would make me which that's what would make me question not 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 say that she's not but mm-hmm. would make me question whether or not she's acting in good faith. Well, here's the thing, we didn't ask her. Well, and this goes back to my <laughs> this goes back to my idea about going back next month. Yeah, and that's my that's my point. So. Uh, again, we failed on our side as, as advocates for our community because we didn't ask the question. In my defense, asked. in my defense, and Kobe and uh, uh, Kristen and who else was there? Jamie. They, they, they will, I'm sure, and they probably recorded this. I said, I just have one follow-up question, but she had to catch a train. Yes. And you wanted to make your closing remarks, so you guys wanted to go kind of at it, which made sense to me. But that was going to be my question. I understand, but I knew that she was going to have to go. Yeah. And I needed to know, if you're not going to sign on, can we get our voices heard in a hearing that's going to be public? Yeah. Right? That was more important. Um, and so, again, but I told her, do you remember when we sat down, I said more people wanted to be in this room. Yeah, so you said, remember, to... it was, you capped it at six. Yeah. You're like, I could, I could bring more. Yeah. And I said, so we're going to have to set up a follow-up meeting soon. And so that's the thing. And so... We are going to go back, but we had to make sure we had, we came away with something. But we it was a learning experience, and we'll go forward from there. But we have to hold them accountable. We have to ask them where they are because uh, if I sit down in a room by myself or with, with a staffer or with a, a member of Congress, I'm going to ask, what do you need to feel comfortable to sign on to this, right? Yeah. And sometimes they're like, I don't, there's, there is no answer. They're going to say, well, I'm just not ready yet. Or they'll uh, say, I haven't read the bill. That's a big one. Um, right? And so. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to read. Yeah. So, Might as well but, just say that. But sometimes they tell you what they need. But sometimes it takes multiple meetings to find out what they need. Here's the truth we're not going to have the Medicare for All Act of 2019 once we reconcile with the Senate bill. We're going to lose some things, right? So, what is it that they need to feel comfortable with? to make it so we get there. We have to start down this road. But if we do not have these conversations, if we don't show up, if we don't show each other mutual respect, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Part of the reason that um, I believe, outside of having an amazing team, team and an amazing support system that we got so far was, I focus on the issues, right? I remain civil. But at the same time, there's this thing called tact. And like my commander said when I was in the Air Force, tact is telling somebody to go to hell and have them thank you on the way down. If they are feeling attacked, they're not going to thank you. They're going to turn around and walk out of the room, and you have lost your opportunity to make something happen. And we have to learn that, especially if, um, if we're going to say we're in the ranks of progressives that want to move people forward. We have to remember that we're working for all people, even people we disagree with. And as a result, we have to have no borders. We have to plan to go and meet somebody where they stand keep pushing the same policies, figure out what makes them uncomfortable with it so we can create those changes. Um, we, we have to be persistent and we have to um, make sure that we are aggressive with it, but at the same time, the, what should distinguish us from all of the other labels of political spectrum should be the fact that we give people respect and a sense of dignity as we go forward. No, I think that's that's exactly right. That's I say like bars. Honestly, <laughs> that was that was amazing. Um, I have a follow up question because I'm curious about something. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, like? You were mentioning the part where you know like um, you sit sit down with people and, and you often like you ask like, well, what do you need if they're unsure yeah. of like signing something? And like as someone who's like 
kind of a plebe. Like, yeah. Well, for, like, for example, this is actually, this is kind of a, a nice kind of, like, all-around moment. Because the day mm-hmm. I met you was the first time I'd ever gone to someone's congressional office. Yeah. Um, I was with Sunrise in D.C., and I talked to a staffer of a Rhode Island um, senator. Okay. Um, which, I would say, for me, like, for instance, like, for someone who, like, and I, like, I'm someone, you know, I'm, I'm pretty privileged, all things considering, like, yeah. I come from, like, a middle-class background, like, I went to higher education, mm-hmm. and even then, I was like, this feels weird, because I've never been someone who, like, knew that civic opportunities, like, talking to your representative are they're open things you can do, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of ridiculous, like yeah. said, because, again, anyone can, is able to do it. Um, so I, I wonder often, like, what do people tell you when they're like, I can't, I'm not comfortable to do this yet, because I think from a very simple point of view, I'm like, if you have public opinion on your side and you have a civic responsibility, like, why aren't you doing what people are telling you they want and need? Right. Like, that seems really simple in one regard, and then obviously you're it's like, there's this can of worms that's a political sphere yeah. that makes it a lot more complex. Absolutely. So, um, often, we, whoever's louder gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, people in general feel like their their voices aren't don't count, but that's because, like you said, you didn't know you could show up. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that know they can show up. Mm-hmm. And o- oftentimes, unfortunately, uh, is the really affluent CEOs, lobbyists who show up and they're saying, well, this is what people want. Mm-hmm. And until um, we've started coming out in real force, people have been there for a long time, but really in force after 2016, we started saying, actually, it's not. And you're starting to pay more attention. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to, I do believe in respecting um, the office, right? Um, it's kind of like you disrespect your parents. They're going to mess up, right? I'm a parent. <laughs> I mess up all of the time. and um, But you know overall that they're, they have the best intentions. Now, there are some people who just don't have the best intentions, and that's different, and we'll deal with them differently. <laughs> but in general, to respect the office. But at the same time, you demand that same respect. Because as I said earlier to you, Rob, was we're all human, right? So in the same way that I'm giving you respect as a human being, I expect that same respect. Um, and so, but you also have to know that they're just human. So you deserve to be in any room they're in, right? You deserve to go and knock on that door and say, I want a meeting with you, right? If they subpoena us, we have to show up. Well, we have the power to subpoena in our own way, and that means showing up, demanding meetings with them, them or their staff to, to voice our grievances or our approval of something, right? Um, and if we don't, we are failing ourselves. We're failing our families, our communities, because we're expecting somebody else to do the work or saying we don't have the voice. But we're failing um, also by telling other people. If you just found out that you can go knock on your representative's door, then people like myself who have been doing this a long time have failed you because how could you have gone through school, you certainly taken government classes, and you didn't know that you can send an email and say, I want to meet with you? Right? That's a problem. That's a major problem. And because of that, the same people stay in power because they're not hearing us and they know we're going to be complaining, right? And so it's, it's a two-way street. They need to listen and we need to speak and know our own power, which is don't tell me I'm not supposed to be here because I have the same right as you. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you firsthand, like, I always knew you could and I actually, you know, a couple times <clears throat> may have, but... I didn't feel extremely motivated until like three years ago, four years ago. Uh, and for somebody who, if you have strong feelings about this stuff, it's really actually invigorating to it go is. and like fight for it. Right. Like, you feel like, feel like part of the team. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm part of the team. I'm 
Do it, yeah. Doing the thing. I'm doing the, yeah, yeah, yelling it. I remember today when we when I, I the first time I met Bernie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was with your mom. <laughs> we were sitting, we were, we were waiting. They make you stand against the wall outside the, uh, the committee hearing meeting that we were going we to break it up. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, and I just remember meeting him. He came down the line because he was on this committee, and he, obviously he's our comrade. Mm-hmm. And he shook everybody's hand, and he got up to the front going into the thing, and I just went, give him hell, Bernie. <laughs> it just made me excited. I'm like, we're doing it. We're doing the yeah. thing. We're, doing, we're trying. We're trying to do the thing. Yeah, and then... And that's something that's important to me is to bring as many Delawareans as I can down to major functions um, where people are coming from throughout the United States to fight for the same cause. Um, it's because Delaware is so used to being siloed, and it's like, right. unless it's Delaware politics, we don't want to participate. But there is an energy, and it's not always like that. Sometimes we go down there, it's going to be six of us, right? Yeah. But when you're down there and you have thousands of people from your, your state and other states, on the same page. Tell me it's not one of the most like uh, give them hell type of moments. Uh, and great. then you're ready to fight some more. So when I call you up for the boring meeting with just six people at an office, you're like, I've got this, right? And we all need that um, reminder that we are a part of a larger community that wants the same thing. Because we're watching the media, um, and I'm not saying it in a weird like Donald Trump way, like we're watching the propaganda that's coming from those who want us to go in a certain direction, and we forget that we're not alone. And when you show up at these these events, you realize there's more of us than you think. Yeah, number one, that's exactly right. We've yeah. talked about it in here. Uh, Taibbi's writing a new book that's mm-hmm. basically a, a reprieve of manufacturing consent, the great mm-hmm. Chomsky book. And it's like people think we can we can only talk about the bounds that the media say, this is, this is here and that's here. These are the stories in between. Mm-hmm. And you should do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. Right. There's no rule that says you have to do that. Right. So I, I actually suggest not doing that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and going down, and, and, and that's what's cool about it is it, you're part of the team. Yeah. Like you're doing it, we're all together trying to get, uh, you know, poor babies health care. Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to get homeless people homes. Mm-hmm. And we're trying, you know, like it feels good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Highly recommend it. The first time, I, so the, that night after that when we all got arrested, uh, you know, your mom made sure I got out, <laughs> and then I got I caught a ride home back up 95. From the, I was going to take the train, but these guys from Brooklyn were like, ah, we'll, we'll just take you. Well, they had four other people, so I was, like, shoved in the back of an of a SUV like this. Like all actors but, should be. Exactly. <laughs> I actually, I loved it. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, first of all, Same not only missions. did I love it. <laughs> exactly. And I, I took the, 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 the summons they gave you when they, when they bail you out. Yeah. Um, they have to make a copy because they give you the 50 bucks to get yourself yeah. out. But uh, I had the original one, and I was, like, taking photos and sending it to my friends. Yeah. I was like, you guys got to do this. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck these people. They're trying to kill us. Right. Right. And uh, and in more ways than one, right? We have a lot of fights on our hands. It's, it's health care. It's uh, student loan debt. It's, uh, you know, making sure our, our planet survives and, you know, whether, you know, pushing something as strong as a Green New Deal and making sure we're reviving a middle class and, uh, a minimum wage, which is actually a minimum wage, not a living wage. And what people say, well, why do we need it when places like Oklahoma ca- have a lower cost of living? Because if we don't have it nationwide, then the Amazons and the Walmarts of the world go to Oklahoma and take advantage of our fellow brothers and sisters in the movement, and we cannot allow that, right? Absolutely and so there, not. there are reasons why we have uni- universal protections, and we have to get back to that place. And um, until we do, 
they're going to continue to be able to divide us in ways that we shouldn't be divided based on race and gender and sexuality and income levels because we are all in what the military members call the suck, right? It just, it just keeps pulling you in, pulling you in, and you're feeling this burden. And the truth is we're not alone, but we will be if we don't keep fighting together. And, um, and it, the fight will feel easier if we actually do it together. And, and I, I want to point to a current event with these, um, this new FBI investigation that came out with all these wealthy people purchasing <laughs> their children's way into college and how many times were they saying that um, affirmative action let black people in or immigrants were coming in taking their places or Asians just are too good at math and that's why they're taking the spots and um, you know all of these things when in truth all of those groups need to work together because it was the rich one percent that were saying, you know what, my kid really sucks at everything, but I have enough money to pay yeah. pay the way, right? right like, like how first of all, <laughs> how mediocre <laughs> does your kid have to be if you already I would say because the wealthy already buys away in education by paying for all their private tutors. Yes. And like rich extracurriculars and like yeah. donating to schools and then your kids still couldn't get it in. So you're like, here's let me Photoshop their face onto this water pole. Right. <laughs> like right. it's fucking absurd. It is. And yeah. it's 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 um and if we're finding more and more examples like that that show that pointing our fingers at each other is um, ridiculous, and it was a, a, a plan in the first place. And it's by design. Uh, exactly. It's all by design. Mm -hmm. and, and so we need to wake up and realize we can't keep doing this, and we're seeing it over and over again. We saw it with the Women's March and the, the claims that anti-Semitism was, was running rampant through the Women's March. When... Um, you know, Congresswoman Omar called out the fact that APAC has entirely too much power and it has nothing to do with a person's religion or their ethnicity. It has to do with the fact that APAC has too much power. Brief, right? edit brief editor's note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the bunker has already uh, made an official announcement that we stand with Ileana Omar. Yes. I personally stand with Ileana Omar and everybody else can fucking suck it. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's bigger than that. The point is... Um, there are human rights violations happening at the hands of the Israeli government that has nothing to do with Judaism. Mm -hmm. It has to do with a government that is corrupt and does not care about the human rights of people. If it were another nation, would it be okay to continuously arm and fund that, uh, that nation? No. And, and so we need to speak out. And we forget that in this, within like the same week, she also called out Saudi Arabia, which is a Muslim country, which and she is Muslim. But nobody called her uh, anti-Islamic when that happened. We have well, to get all to the silly, deeper. Yeah, that's it a silly is. political game. And we are letting we, meaning those of us who are not part of the ruling class of the um, the highly financed class, are letting them tear us apart. So we forget what our focus should be, which is healthcare, education, saving our environment, making sure we have good jobs healing our communities, ending slavery in the form of mass incarceration, and we do it so easily. Uh, you'll just say, oh my gosh, did you hear what Rob said? It was so offensive, and I can't believe it, and he's this, and he's that, and the other thing, and we forget I feel like the entire conversation. Well, you know, you, you, you are a trigger point person. Yeah, but I, again, I, I, look, I, you know that, what? I've, that's the name of the episode. Like you're a trigger point person. That's so yeah. good. Well, you know what? I, 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 I'll, I'll close. Maybe we'll, I'd like this to stay in because I've said it, but it hasn't stayed in mm -hmm. any of the episodes, but I have mentioned it before. And I've put it online, so I'm on. I'm, but I actually feel like, and I know a little bit about apartheid South Africa. Mm -hmm. I visited there. I have a friend there. Um, 
Israel's an apartheid state. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to say it because everybody because there's a, because global capital needs uh, Israel there. It has nothing to do with the Jews. Seventy-five percent, seventy or seventy-five percent of American Jews who vote, vote for the Democratic Party, they're liberal. You know, obviously Chuck Schumer is also a Democrat, so there's some weird the Venn diagrams, <laughs> like a machine learning kind of a thing. But <laughs> but the fact is, no one's talking about Jewish people mm-hmm. at all. If you don't under, if you can in your mind understand that there's, it's like sort of like saying if you criticize the, the Clerk government in South Africa. That you you were racist against the Dutch. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So people that that's another thing that people really need to break, and I think that that's important. And don't let because it's another wedge issue that just divides working people, divides poor people, divides disenfranchised people, mm-hmm. makes it look like it sets up the baram- the parameters of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it manufactures like you can think between this and this, and mm-hmm. and it's not um, it's 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 unhelpful. And as a matter of fact. It's one of the tools that is being used to keep the boot on our neck. It is. And let me say this. I don't know if we'll get it on the air, but let me say this. Uh, I was interviewed about Omar, and, and um, here's the fact. I was born and raised until the end of junior high, right before high school in New York. Um, and New York is very different. You get every Jewish holiday off. You learn about Hanukkah alongside Christmas. You know, Catholics go for, for their Wednesday Jewish religion and and Jewish people do their special religion, and everybody, there's no black and white, there's Haitian and, and um, Irish and Italian, and the weird people were people like me who are black and white. And, um, and so the thing is, is that we kind of learn what were trigger points, but then you move somewhere like, I went to high school in Southern California, and people always talk about California being so inclusive and stuff like that, but people didn't understand what might make an Italian person or an Irish person or a Jewish person or a Jamaican person feel uncomfortable. As our personal lives become more diverse, we are going to realize just how um, segregated we used to be. And we're going to make mistakes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I, I hope I don't make you uncomfortable, but it is what it is. So when you said, and, and I said I would talk to you offline about this, but I, 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 this is a perfect uh, teaching moment. Okay. So when you said remove the chains of your master um, it, with, with uh, Lisa Blunt Rochester, Kobe and I tensed up. Did I use those words? Yes. I said, I, I, th- yes. I thought I said, I thought I said, <laughs> right. you're answer, you're answering to a different master. Right, right. And so, but answering I, to a different master, right? Uh, I'm just saying, yeah. right? And so here's the thing. I, I hope I didn't say change. No, but here's if the I thing. If I said master, that's bad, and I, but, I think but, I did. Yeah, but here's the thing. We know your heart. Somebody else could be like, oh, that guy's a racist. But we know your heart. Yeah. So it's not. Could it be a trigger for us? Yes. So what's our job to say? Hey, Rob, that's yeah. kind of a trigger. Well, I'm but, glad, uh, yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me just. <laughs> it didn't. This did not occur to me, and, and I, I, and Kobe will help me with this too. Yeah. I I don't I do remember saying answering to a different. I I, I was talking about the corporate elite and the I, oligarchy. I, and I'm sure she knew and that I, too. And, and, and I that. hope and I did mention yeah. the oligarchy because I had to explain to her the class trader was. So yeah. I yeah. Later. <laughs> so I hope it all in context yes. sort of came out. I don't remember saying chains. If yeah. I said chains, I'm incredibly embarrassed. Right. But even if you didn't say chains, and even you said if I did, the masters part. Oh, I'm still. Right? I'm we were like, oh, yes, correct. So, but I yes, don't want I'm you to still, be. I'm, I still apologize. Rob, you know 100%. me. What my thing is, um, white shame bothers me. You know, you use your privilege to help advance the causes. I think that's important. The point, important part is to make sure that 
um, we are learning all of the time. So if, let's say, uh, Congresswoman Omar didn't realize that saying, you know, um, you know, dual allegiances was going to be so hard. Never said dual allegiances. Don't right. Look it up. Just, just. I know but, that's that's but, a, that's that's part yeah. of the story. Just, I know that we have to argue against that because right. people say that she said it. But she's when she talked about dual allegiances, she was talking about people of Congress, the people yeah. of Congress. A anyway. Yeah. Uh, that just, I, I have to get pedantic on that. No, point. I know. I was actually in the audience when it, when that was said. But oh. my point is, is that we need to be clear that if we want to move forward and advance the issues that are important. Um, we need to make sure we stay focused, and we have to weed through the things that are set in place to try to divide us. Sometimes people are really just jerks, and they're trying to be hurtful and destroy people. Other times, it's just we're realizing and we're growing, yeah, right? No, I'm, and I'm and where is the difference? And before we allow the the power machine to to destroy what we're working on, we need to have a uh, quote unquote come to Jesus moment and say, is that really what the person was trying to say? And if we have questions, go and ask them, right? Yeah, and, and some and of us might make mistakes over and over and over again. Again, I come from a very diverse family. I have family members that I'm like, whoa, you know, that's not really okay to say from both sides. Yeah. We have to constantly be in a learning process. And we have to give people the grace to understand that they're coming forward. Are some things just ridiculous like Northam and blackface in 84? Yeah, you knew you weren't supposed to put on blackface in 84, Everybody right? So I'm just <laughs> saying there are differences. But if it's a, a slip because you're just learning, it's important to, to allow yeah, that. I feel even worse because I think uh, in, in trying to sort of articulate what I was saying, I didn't think about mm -hmm. it. But when you said it, it automatically said, like, oh, you fucking said that? And then, you, you, hey, let me teach. So, so when she, I, her reaction, if, if, if you know, she said, I have only one master, and that's God, right? And that was right. her being like, whoa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I toned it down. Again, this <laughs> is a, I did tone it down, and I remember her saying, that's why I, re I mm -hmm, definitely mm -hmm. know that I said that word. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Like I, I, Don't, have, I have to take that one for the team. Yeah. But um, but th my point is, I was using this as a learning moment, and I, I appreciate you putting that on the table because we need well, you know to have I'm those conversations. Always, uh, I yeah. mean, the whole thing's a learning. I, yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I knew that I was already on thin ice when I wanted to sort of evoke King. Yeah, because I'm really not in a place to do that necessarily, identity-wise. But I feel like people know me enough where I could, yeah, and, and I could mean it. Um, but you but can. I knew I will tell you this that I ran that past uh, a few very, I, I ran it past some people that I trust, yeah. very much, and they didn't, they didn't, and I kind of ran it past them like I'm thinking about saying this to Lisa Blunt Rochester, like is it fucking over the line? And they did, and they kind of said, I mean, it's you. And yeah. I feel like I want to be genuine <laughs> to myself. You should be. So that's what I did. Yeah. But I I knew that I was already I was pushing. Yeah. So but I, I don't feel, have I, a problem. Feel, you know. First of all, King is belongs to all of us, right? But so don't think that you can't uh, you can't look to the leadership of a black person as your own leader and and and, and evoke them. But with that said, um, I don't think you should not be yourself either. But also understand that within being yourself, we're all evolving. And when somebody says to you, Rob, this might have been an issue, you own it. And you did. You're owning it. But that's the thing is, um, but what if somebody else heard it and they didn't give you the chance to say, oh, my goodness, I messed up. I apologize. I'm, you know what I mean? Right. A and let you grow. And so it works both ways. Well, I mean, I still would have been contrite because I'm wrong. Yeah. But I would also say that, again, in con I did mention the oligarchy. And it was just a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, I, Stop beating yourself up, though. Well, it is what it is. Anyhow, so we're growing. So uh, <laughs> Carrie's got to Carrie's got to get out of here. She has yeah. another obligation tonight. I just want to mm -hmm. mention uh, 
two things. Number one is I really do use this as a way to sort of put myself in, in sort of uncomfortable and be taught things. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I definitely appreciate that. And I also hope that some of you listening to this <coughs> uh, will get yourself in the same kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Until you start getting out there and, and fighting a fight with everybody in whatever way you can. You know, n- not everybody can can put their <coughs> body in the street. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can get arrested. Not everybody mm-hmm. can get different places for different kinds mm-hmm. of reasons. But there are a myriad of ways that you can you can jump in this fight with us, and just try to, like I said, just try to get people health care and food and housing, and you know, that's and 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 try to make a more equitable, just, peaceful place to mm-hmm. live for everybody. Absolutely. And I want to tack on one other thing because I think, Carrie, I think you hit a really powerful point through, I think, a lot of things you mentioned and that, like, it's so easy. I think we're taught that it's, and it's really easy to, like, focus on a person or demographic as a kind of, like, concrete object to blame people. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like, with the college example, like, smart, like, Asian kids are good at math checking up the <laughs> places or, like, affirmative action is, like, ma- like making it so easy for black people to get into right. college. Um, and I think with a lot of these issues, I that we face today, the problems that we're realizing, like it's not people who are behind it, it's really entrenched systems Absolutely. that are rooted in power. And I think the only, and on one hand, that's a depressing thing to think about on one side of like, <laughs> it's it's like, it's it's, it's not a, people, it's but like it's like. It's worse than you think. Exactly, <laughs> so it, it's like these like huge, like centuries old systems of power that were never meant to like serve people, like such as yeah. government per se, honestly. Um, at the same time, I think it's also inspiring when you have leaders like you who are like, well, that means just means you have to talk to each other and realize everyone's people and we all have humanity. Right. And we have to, in like, coalition build and be in solidarity with one another, and that's how we can, like, overthrow these different systems. It's Absolutely. to, like, talk to people as human beings. Yes. yes. Um, which I think you've all done the shade beautifully today. <laughs> so this is a wholesome episode. Yay. <laughs> We're staying, you know what? That's what Winnie says. Stay wholesome. Gotta there stay, you go. Gotta keep I like wholesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, everyone... Join up. We're trying to you know, show solidarity. Lula Livre left his best. If you want to help participate in getting information out about the issues that matter to us, uh, email info at carrieevelynharris.com and we'll get you connected. Boom. That, you know what? We might play that. We might drop that bit of sound at the end yeah. of every one of these. Link in the <laughs> description. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers.